This week's episode is brought to you by Miracle Healing. Tired of fighting against an opponent you can't win against? Hoping that you'll get your ass saved by that last moment? Well, now with Miracle Healing, you can do that all the time. Or, okay, four times. Miracle Healing. Whew! your host and today we are talking about absolute judgment or absolutely eight plans we gotta go through so why don't we go and introduce ourselves because we've got a lot of ground to cover uh i'm atlas i played grand blue gray nature and pale moon hello i'm alvin and i play neil nectar uh, bermuda triangle and shop Paladins. and hello of course i'm ashley i play pale moon as my main gear conical and me amigo aqua force so, Set 8 Absolute Judgment just dropped in Japan on uh, August 26th. We're recording this right as September starts, and uh, it's coming out for us October 7th. The, like, a week before our, actually, the week before California. Yeah, um, about, I know, two weeks before, because ours is on the, two weeks, yes, two yeah, weeks. the 22nd or so. Yeah, yeah. so that is definitely going to be a part of the metagame when, you know, when, when we show up. So why don't we go ahead and start talking about it. The clans in this set are Royal Paladin, Neo Nectar, Genesis, Gold Paladin, Link Joker, Dark Irregulars, Pale Moon, Grand Blue, and Prey Elemental, but who cares about that? So that is eight or nine, depending on your uh, view on whether or not Prey Elemental is a full clan. Other things included in the set are the keyword revelation for uh, Genesis, which basically is a little bit like the scrying effect from... Uh, oracle think tank where you look at the top card of your deck and instead of you know top or bottom you can do other stuff like put it into your soul it also includes amnesty of messiah the uh gajillion dollar gr from gbto3 is reprinted as a rare so that's good news for link joker players but yeah why don't why don't we go through alvin you want to start with neo nectar or link joker sure i'll start first with neo nectar with neo nectar basically what we got into set in terms of usefulness and importance and rarity is we managed to get, let's see, a, a triple rare stride, well, the second generation, or whatever it's called, the se- second the second G-Garden for us, and a bunch of other useful cards inc- and some support for Arboros. Okay, so why don't you talk about Illumitar, I think is the name? Yeah, Flower Princess of Balmy Breeze. It's actually a kind of a new stride that's actually pretty useful, and the amount of strides that we get, get to use... Basically, what it does is Generation Break do- 2, Counterblast 1, and choose uh, Persona Blast. Choose one of your units. It has the Bloom ability, draw a card, and choose up to six units with the same card name as the one that you just chose. And they get, when this card hits a Vanguard, when this card's attack hits a Vanguard, draw a card. And if you have three more Bloom units on the field, it gets a critical. Okay. So basically, it gives us this mid-game consistency that we saw have been lacking for New Nectar before. Yeah, because you guys had, not Glorious Blue Masha, the, the one from GBTO4. I call it Redonkulous, because I don't know how. <laughs> Redonkulous. <laughs> exactly, you got Redonkulous. <laughs> I mean, it does give you, like, the ability to branch out, no pun intended there, from Asha, you know, to other Bloom builds, right? Yeah, the issue before was mainly because... One, if we just go with the default Asha, it's not too much of a threat. I mean, if your opponent is somehow a lucky dog, which or you're really unfortunate that day, basically your opponent's sitting at two damage, and you're sitting at, let's say, four or five, you'll just take all the damage, so you get more resources just to mow you down next turn. So do you think this is like a boon for, for Bloom? It certainly feels like it. It's mainly because, in my personal opinion, Neo Nectar deck, especially the Bloom variant, it has little draw power. You're basically using resources from hand to call out units onto a field so you can clone them, uh-huh. or you're using cards in hand to, to guard. 
that puts a good amount of stress on how much hit cards you have. In, the, in a perfect world where everything's supposed to go right, the theory is that once you have a unit on the field, you just clone it infinitely for a new necklace. Okay. So, you actually, so you can save all the cards in hand to guard. But this is not a perfect world. Mm -hmm. Dear God. A Ashley, you want to go next? Pick, pick one of your clans that you got assigned. Even though this is not my clan, I was very surprised to see one step in Sin Shahara. And it is the GR to the set, one of them, next to Fenrir. Fenrir, So yeah. his skill, yeah. So his skill is Generation Break 2 Darkness. And we all know what Darkness do, so I'm going to skip that. Can yeah. one last one. When this unit attacks, you may pay the cost. If you do, put all the regard into your soul. And this unit will gain actual 1k until the end of that battle. If the number of cards in your soul is 10 or more, drop a regular, you should. If not, you're playing them poorly. Retire all your opponent rear guards, and if the number of cards in your soul is 15 or more, which it should be, until the end of that battle, your opponent cannot card any sentinel cards ability. So no perfect guards, no contact to walls, no G perfect guards. So basically, you still can call grade 2s, 3s, zeros, and G guards. Okay, so this thing, if you G-guard, you, you're able to do this thing off the bat, which is cool. How do you think this affects DIs where it seems like this effect is competing with uh, Gilderai? Gilderai is good. I'll, I'll admit, yes. I have faced that card, and I got pissed off by it. What one Tetrahara does, it can do either a finisher or setup for Gilderai. And how can you do that? Well, let's see, a 10k power base. So... Um, let's say with no boosting ability, you're attacking for 36. Plus, if you if your opponent cannot guard with Sentinel, they're going to have to really drop their hand. So they are losing either resources they could. Downside, if they have a 10k G-guard, and which almost everybody except for Paolo, because apparently Bushiro don't think Paolo needed one, yeah, can guard against. Yeah, we'll get to that when I get to that. But actually, for a GR... This is so good. This should have been for last set, but instead they gave it to Overlord and Friend. Well, but awesome card. I loved it. As my friend said when he saw this, oh my Amon. <laughs> yeah, how we go by. I, I, I think last set was basically just devoted to Blade Wings. That's why they, they kind of waited on this. But it's also good for DIs to get two things in a row. All right, so my I'm turn. Just... All right, starting, I'll, I'll, I'll start with Genesis because he's the other GR and you went over the first GR. So, mythical Hellsky Beast Fenner. I keep wanting to call him Helsinki, like the city. So, his still is GB2, continuous effect. The revelation of your rear guards changes to when this unit is placed on rear guard, look at the top two cards of your deck, search for one card among them, put it into your soul, and put the rest on the top of your deck in any order. So, basically, it screws with your revelation stuff so you get more kind of bang for your buck, which is nice. Uh, and then the other skill is Counterblast 1, Soul Blast 3. You may draw a card. If you do not, put up to one card from the top of your deck into your soul. Choose one of your rear guards, and that unit and this unit get power plus 3k until the end of the turn. So basically, if you revelation something, and it's something you want in hand, you can use that his second effect there to put it in your hand. And then if not, you can, if you if you don't want that card on top of your deck and you don't want it in your hand, you can just put it into your soul and give something to boost. I think this is good for, like, like a mid-game stride. It's not, like, it is, the GB2 thing is kind of a pain in the butt, but not so much with G-guards, but it's, it's kind of annoying that you can't get the full effect if, like, if you strode first. 
I still think it's pretty good. I don't play Modern Genesis. I kind of wish Trace was here because he knows what he's talking about. But it's definitely, it's decent. I, I was expecting more of a finisher because, I don't know, Genesis just so Can I go? Can I go? Can I actually have something against this card? <laughs> uh, fine, go for it. What, what, what are you getting at here? This doesn't work in any other deck unless you're running Revelation. Well, duh. But here's the thing. Asha, second, Asha, first strike. Able to work in any Neon Decker deck. Ogmile, able to work in neon, any Royal Paladin deck. Carry any. Nine Royals, any. Except for, um, no, this is next like the age. Right? It's the only, I don't know. I mean, yes. The second version Blue is Galias, they got their support. And yes, it's actually, I really wonder what the hell did Regalia needed that support for, but okay, yeah, sure, go I, for it. I don't know. But anyway, it's kind of a mech card if you want to play in any other decks. All the other shrites that were former, the GB ones, mm -hmm. all had the ability of working in any other deck. This one only worked for Revelation, and it kind of like, well, dude, could you need, like, it couldn't have been like give any card a revelation ability and this is going to be it instead of the changing it well this has been your second form like asha's second form only was asha specific no no not this is like first, form first dry form. form yeah this is his first dry form all right calm down there Fanagander wasn't I I, I, can. <laughs> I can hear the froth on the other side of the microphone. I, I think a lot of these newer, like, a lot of these newer, like, Persona strides are supposed to be keywords. So with the Revelation mm -hmm. thing, it, it, it basically just makes your Revelation skills better, which means that most of the keyword stuff only works with the Break Stride. Right. For example, like, in Great Nature, the only good success card, if you're not running Big Belly, is Anchor Rabbit. And even then, it's it's yeah. kind of hinky. But anyway, so yeah. I think it's fine. It's not a big deal. It is fine. I just, like... Okay, but maybe that white regalia got the better, got you, good you, support. You so. just like nearly having an aneurysm during a podcast. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You should see me during mine on my podcast. I'm willing to kill half the time. I I do see you on your podcast. It's quite nice. Uh, go go check out Ashley's podcast. Anyway, next one. Okay, uh, so who, who's next? Alvin again. Next high severity card that I'm probably covering is Flagellate Messiah for a Link Joker. Link Joker kind of got like a. Basically, what Link Joker can do now is they can Omega Lock things for additional effects. Basically, if if it's for you, that means it allows you to sort of like conserve your locked cards for next time when you want to use them. Next time when you want to use them, like for Amnesty or Exilus. Or if you want to uh, make your opponent's day an even worse day by keeping your, uh, making your locked cards Omega Locked which means mm -hmm. just stays there, doing nothing. But how it relates to this card is basically, this card's effect is Counterblast 1, choose a face-down card and turn it face up. When this card attacks, you may pay a cost. If you do, choose up to two cards for each card named Flagellant Messiah in G-Zone, and unlock them. If you unlock any cards, with, uh, if the num number of units you unlock with this effect is one or more, choose any number of lock cards, and those cards cannot be unlocked until a player's next end phase. If, if the total number of units unlocked with this effect is three or more, this unit gets, gains a critical to the end of the battle. So basically, this works as a great first try, and also basically it screws with your opponent. Okay. I mean the okay. So it. I remember when the art for this came out, people were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be like a replacement for before they reveal the reprint." People were like, "This is going to be a replacement mm -hmm. for Amnesty, and I don't have to you know pay seventy dollars to play Link Joker anymore, just for the no. first try." But, what are you laughing so hard about? Link Joker actually 
has mid-game stride and a finisher stride. The only thing that they were missing was a first stride. So it makes sense that this would become yeah. the sort of perfect Yeah, because they, need, they needed that GB2 to really get anywhere with the uh, alter ego right. on the side. Yeah, so th this thing is uh, pretty good. I don't know how expensive it's going to be in English, I'm guessing. Since everyone's uh, riding the chaos dick still, that this should not be more than twenty bucks. It is a bit of a tragedy that you'd probably have to get four of them. You know, it's either two or four. But I can actually probably see three of them being one deck. How? Don't you have to flip up a thing, or is it just? Um, you, you can, can flip up any. Yeah, but this I... is why you use the first try. Flip up, um, Amnesty yeah, Messiah. Go into what is it? The one. The... Exodus. Uh, Exodus. And then, then you still have Amnesty's, and then you can go into this guy for your final stride. It basically we like how we play Mephisto. We can choose. You basically would want to unflip a Mephisto, but sometimes you could unflip something else just to give yourself a um, ability for later game in a sense. Chaos Breaker, I say, yeah, you're about right. You're about right with Chaos Breaker. Still pretty good. Still pretty good. All right, Ash, your turn. So I going on to the next one, which is Go Paladin, Golden Dragon, Glorious Reigning Dragon, and the Go Paladin with a Unite ability. So Auto Vanguard Unite Counterblast One. Choose a face down card named Golden Dragon, Glorious Raging Dragon, Repetitiveness is repetitive. From your G zone and turn it face up and choose two of your rear guards and put them into the bottom of your deck in any order. When this unit attacks, you may pay the cost. If you do, look up the top seven cards from your deck. Switch up to the same number of cards from among them as the same number of face up cards in your G zone. Call them to separate rear guard. Shuffle your deck. If you call three or more cards, counter charge and soul charge. So, this thing it, puts go. this thing puts Spearcross dragged into shame. It basically with Spearcross, it's a better one to end with. Spearcross, you can do the second stride. This guy, you probably want to do your last stride. Well, typically, what you use Spearcross for is you're playing against like Kagura and they board wipe you for the 80th time, and you're like, all right, I gotta fix this. On stride counterblast right. two, check top five, and then you can call like three things, and then it continues from there. But with this dude, first off, you get more selection. You get more things you can pick as right. your call targets, which is great. Like, one thing that sucked in early Gold Paladin was like, normally look at the top. And then even now, looking at the top three sometimes sucks because you get like a heal and two crits. You're like, but, but this guy, you know, more, more, more variety is always better. Sorry, continue. Also, this, um, this, you can shuffle your deck with this card. I mean, that's not really a problem, is it? But um, also, what good about... I mean, yes, it Unite and is more based upon Unite ability. I don't know if you could play this in Ezel and still get the same type of effect. Because mm -hmm. right now, Ezel is four Spirit Cross and four Ezel Strides. In Gurgurit, I believe they did need something like this because Ezel was still more or less more played than Gurgurit himself because Ezel have the more power to it. Well... Gurgurit had more call ability, but not at the strength, which this guy give you that at least something to fear with. I see. Yeah, th this this thing is probably uh, going to be like gold paladin target of looking for stuff. So, to anybody who watches the anime, this is a big deal. Blazing Sword, Fides, Fides, wh whatever his name is. So, Shion, I, I don't know if you saw the episode, but uh, Shion w turned a sword into a card which is pretty awesome and kind of a waste of metal. But anyway, so the skill is, uh, it's in stride. Uh, once per turn, you can flip up a card in G-Zone, anything, and then you drop a card. 
You search your deck for a grade two, call it to rear guard, shuffle, and then if that unit has the brave ability, you draw a card. So if you if you run a brave deck, you can basically flip up a card and get a free call, so it recoups your loss. And then if you don't run a brave deck, it's, you know, in normal, like, typically it's counterblast and flip, so it's not much of a difference in resources. And then until the end of the turn, this unit gets uh, red text GB3 brave. When this unit atta uh, attacks, if you have a face-up card named Fides in your G-Zone, choose one of your opponent's rear guards, retire it, choose up two of your units, and they get power plus 5k until the end of the turn. So, what this means is we uh, now have retire power again in Royal Paladin that is not named Blaster Blade. So, that's very nice for getting rid of, like, common back row problems. It also means that if you run two, or, like, it's probably going to be a four of, and it may overtake uh, Clotinus, the, the guy with the rainbow. But, yeah, I, I like it a lot. What do you think? Um, I agree. When I saw this card, like, oh my god, Blaster Blade is somewhat bad. They get to freaking retire itself again. That's awesome. And 5k? That's really good, too. So, like, overall, this is probably the better triple R that I have seen for Royal Paladins. Not going against off my own uh, first strike one, because that's all, to me, it's one of the better ones. But this one is by far if you want to retire use him because you're going to get that back row the front row whatever Conrad can eat me because of it. the Conrad raid one I mean yeah question though because you do play Royal Paladin yeah um, would this work in Blaster Blade in the Blaster deck with the whole you know Blaster Blade new support and stuff with the Soul Sync Saber I don't see why not it, I mean it, yeah you don't get to like get your card back, but that's not a big deal. I mean, you can always, if you run Selim the uh, the grade one that's treated as grade two in deck for some reason, then you can just get him, or you know you can run like a random brave card in there, and then they'll you do lose some of the toolbox possibility, but it's not a big deal. I still think it's it's a great thing to pick up, and it is going to be a huge pain in the ass for me to get a hold of. So, boo. Alvin, your turn. For a Brave thing, or basically the next card? Uh, if you have any comments, go for it. If not, just uh, next card. Uh, for the Brave thing, it's... I feel like, Atlas, you're just worrying too much. is because Brave isn't too popular. I mean, it's a fun deck to play with, but... I'm determined to make it good. That's why I play it. Down three cards, plus whatever you stride out of, it's always a bit risky. You, just, you want to have a brick for a hand. I mean, you, you want to kill them before the brick becomes a problem. Anyway, okay, so next card... Um, Vernia, our second um, G Guardian. It actually uh, uh, is sort of useful if your opponent is an idiot because its effect is basically when it's placed on Guard Circle, choose one of your rear guard units, and this unit gets 5k for each of your other units with the same, same name as that unit until the end of that battle. So okay. basically, if you use this G Guardian, and let's just say you have five, five units with the same name, you choose one of them, it gets extra 20k shield. So yeah, the potential is there for a lot of shield. I see. Well, that's pretty good. Like, uh, what was the thing with this thing? I feel like the good thing about this is if you don't have a field, you can go into Rain Breath and then get a f and then get something to clone next turn. And if you already had a field, then you can use this to take advantage of it. So now you, now you can, like, yes. deal with both sides of the spectrum, which is nice. Yes. But the problem was... But the one the pro problem still remained was unless your opponent is an idiot or unless they're attacking first or something. Generally, people do not attack the... The Vanguard first, if they see a Neonectar player with a full field. Uh -huh. Basically, they'll try they'll try to take down the rear guards, some of the rear guards first, or if it's like banged out, I'll try to intercept the two cards at once. Uh -huh. Then they'll probably attack the Vanguard first. But yeah, a lot of people would know that you probably aim for your, your uh, Neonectar player's rear guards first, is because if one rear guard still remains, they can clone it and gain crazy amounts of benefits off of it. I mean, on the plus side, people typically attack with rear guards first now because a lot of people are running stand triggers nowadays because there's good stand triggers. 
the new Arboros build or uh, Bloom build with Asha are the only ones that have units that copy the names of other units, but their names still stay copied until the uh, after the end of the turn. So that becomes okay. an issue as well. Well, that's neat. The only thing I have to say is a Primavera younger sister going to the lore. So cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, God, that people in the lore. Uh, <laughs> I did have to bring that in. I know. I, I just I don't care about the lore. <laughs> so I'm going to go over the Carnivorous Megatrick Piranha. Prana. So it's a Magia, of course. One turn, counterblast one, choose a face up card, face down card when you do so, and turn a face up and choose a card from your hand and put it into your soul. Choose up to the same number of cards with the Magia ability from your soul as the same number of face-up cards in your G-Zone and call them to separate rearguard. At the end of that turn, if the number of face-up cards named Carvinius Megatrick Prana in your G-Zone is one or less, put all the units with this, that will call out with this effect into your soul. However, if the number was two or more face-up, choose any number of units that are called with the effect, and you can pick how many you want to, to put back into your soul. Alright, you can use this at first turn stride. Easy. You can use, they kind of will replace Mephisto as your first turn stride. And you could use her ability to turn up a phase, um, to put up Millward. Because I feel like Millward is one of the better ones. And you can still have Mephisto in the deck. It's going to be how crazy I'm going to be doing this with Strike. So, it's good. Counterblast 1. And if you need a card into your soul, which sometimes I know I do, I love that skill. It reminds me of Mad Cat Marinette that allowed you to do that back in old and set. I remember that. <laughs> but um, but you can only call out units with Magia ability. And that when this become more a set for the Magia-based decks or card that or decks that use Magia. So yeah. for turn stride, yeah, you can call out that one unit with the Magia ability and activate its skill and call something else out. I like the second, if you had two or more face up, which I really do like, cause then fuck you, Shadow Paladin. Fuck you, Shadow Doc Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything with me. I usually have, I've been having an easier time with uh, Shadows nowadays with Palement. But anyway. Me too. I'm just glad that, uh, I know this is later, we get a Magia G-Guard so I can finally go, okay, G-Guard, and then my first mm -hmm. turn Mephisto gets me a call, thank God. I did that today. <laughs> what? I did that today with the new G-Guard. I've oh. been testing it. Oh, okay. Oh, Any other comments? Let's see, the new Meg Colony one. It's because if you have a full field, your opponent is less inclined to do. Your opponent is less inclined to do the Obadias, the one that prevents calling. Oh, uh, what's his name? Obtrandus, Amadeus. Mm -hmm. Fuck it, he's Amadeus. Amadeus. All right, my turn again. My fir uh, first Grand Blue unit. So, his name is Tempest Calling Pirate King. I presume Gosh. So G O U A C H E. I take it's still pronounced Gash. It's still pronounced at Gash. Though. Is it Gash? Seems like it'd be Gosh. It's still pronounced at Gash. Oh, well then. I, I, I'm Whatever, sorry, Grand Blue. You got a confusing unit. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, so uh, he's a stride where he auto skill, counter blast, soul blast, flip up a copy of him in G Zone. When he's placed on Vanguard, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose up to five cards from your soul, put them in your drop zone, choose up to the same number of cards in, from your drop zone as the number of cards put in your drop zone from this effect. Call them to separate rear guard circles, and those units get power plus 1k for each card face up in your G zone until the end of turn. So, this thing I think is going to be better in Night Rose builds, that builds than it is in 7Cs, depending on when you use it. So, 
Night Rose has an easier time with soul management because they don't run Dancing Cutlass typically, and they have the new Heart Thumb clone, which is the, you know, when Night Rose attacks, shove and soul, draw plus 5k. And then there's also Rough Seas Banshee, there's Negrelazy, which puts back what it soul blasted. So with this thing, it, you can... Another almost finisher, but not quite a finisher for Grain Blue. I don't know, I, I don't think it's better than uh, the Fire's Collection Girl, who, you know, gets a thing from Drop, and, a, and both the thing called and her get plus whatever the thing called is. So, yeah, I, I'm just so off the off the cuff today. But it, it is pretty nice. If you've been setting up for it all game, you, you could possibly just get a free field, which... Uh, I already do in seven C's anyway with, you know, break rides and night mist stride and stuff. So I, I, I think night rose people are going to be picking this up. But for people like me, it's probably going to be just kind of add it to for the hell of it. But yeah, n not not a bad card at all, but it's just not a goddamn finisher again. Uh, wait for that idle booster. My my, my frustration never ends, right? Dude, you're, you're right next to me. Fuck me with some of the pale moons for several thorns so yeah i can do the club i mean at least we got at least you got loon attack right that's something close to it if regalia got a stride unit and a new stride unit but well um i do go over why i think lukia really is lacking stuff but um that in my um deck profile i took a long time yeah but um with this card um i can see actually doing good i yes you guys knew, do need a card with a extra crit or something to feel like you guys are lacking in power in that sense. Yeah, it's a bummer, but whatever. Moving on. All right. Um, yeah, um, so I think it's Alvin's turn. Can I pass it over because I'm, I'm actually, am I actually taking some time to see which cards that I'm actually familiar with? <laughs> I didn't do my research either. Ash, go ahead. Oh my gosh, am I the only one who did the research? I mean... Of course I'm going to talk about... A actually really good card, and it will be Glenzer Vampire. So, this is a grade 3, and it is the double R for Dark Regulars. And I like it. Flavor text. Actually, I'm going to mention this. It's both power and beautiful. Such is my bloody sensation. My my freaking so, Valentine, Glenzer Vampire. <clears throat> yeah, right? Okay, so Generation Break 1, Darkness. Choose a card with the darkness ability from your hand and call or rear guard circle and put it into your soul. Awesome. At the end of your turn, if the number of cards in your soul is six or more, which it should be by now, you may pay <laughs> the cost. If you do, draw a card. And if the number of cards in your soul is 15 or more, it should be by now, count to charge one and choose one in your opponent rear guard and retire it. Awesome. But here is actual good ability. Counterblast 1. When this unit is placed on the Vanguard or Rearguard circle, you may pay the cost. If you do, look at the top five cards of your deck. Search, up, search for up to one with the ability of darkness and put it into your soul. And put the rest into the bottom of your deck in any order. This unit will gain 1k for each card put into your soul with the effect until the end of the turn. Oh my god, this is weird, man. Yeah. So the first one is is actually good you can play him now with Shahad, and this would be actually not a bad one to ride into heck you get to counter charge one and choose one of your opponent regard and retire it awesome let's set the deal with the second ability is for himself whether he on the vanguard circle or rearguard circle and gain 1k and put one card into your soul oh wait i misread it search up to up to five cards with the document building and put them into your soul so you can actually if you play a pure darkness build and you get all and five you have darkness. five yep this guy would actually gain a five extra k making him a 16k rearguard attack or even a 16 up guard 16 attack 
for Vanguard. Otherwise, the card is a good grade three overall. It's um true value is uh soul potential soul charge five, mm -hmm. and that even with darkness build right now, there are few backup grade threes. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot like the uh, the you know keyword searchers that pretty much every other clan gets, but it's typically. On ride, counter blast, soul blast, check top five for, you know, that keyword, put it in your hand. And then it has, like, something mm -hmm. else, you know, pertaining to it. So, with this thing, not only do you not have to soul blast for it, but also it works on both Vanguard or Rearguard. And then also the, the keyword effect itself is really good. It, it's got a retire to it. That This thing, you, you could possibly just run the deck like this and then right. tech Sharhat in there, which is crazy. So he he's definitely the winner of the, you know, keyword searchers. Probably because so, he is, uh, and uh, pardon the pun here, so irregular compared to everybody else. Both in abilities and in flavor text. Yeah. You also have... Some Excess soul, but you actually soul charge when their their brand new darkness um perfect guard. Basically, you can just fish it, use it, use it, use it to fish it out because you remember um basically what what the perfect guard, which was really which is actually released in the same set, does is if this card's in the soul, which happens a lot, basically choose one of your grade one or less rear guards, retire it, and then you can just uh, throw that per perfect guard back into your hand. Wow, that thing's good. All right, my turn again. So this one I can do real quick. It's the Royal Paladin G-Guard, which is basically if you have two or more grade two rear guards, this unit gets plus 10k shield. Fine, I guess. Kind of only works if you're ahead. Like if they board wiped you, he's, he's kind of useless. But yeah, I, I'm not going to count that. Uh, so the other thing is another Genesis stride. Prehistoric Regalia Earther, which uh, Ash has been complaining about all the Regalia stuff. So the skill is Counterblast 1, choose a face town card named her, you know, her from your G-Zone and turn it face up and when it's placed on vanguard circle we have a hard card with regalia and its card name you may pay the cost if you do put all rear guards with regalia and its card name from your drop zone into your soul oh my god that's amazing and if the number of face up cards with regalia in your g zone is two or more till the end of the turn this unit gets the red text act vanguard soul blast six this unit gets plus 10k and a crit until end of turn so this thing is just a pressure fest yep I wish Tracer was here because he, he he could make fun of us, but I'm not gonna have fun playing against him. This is gonna be a pain in the ass. Well, I could say that if you're gonna do the soul blasting technique and you soul blast the Norns, which is the mate yeah. to, you can also gain more power to it. Also, if you're playing Ordain now, which you allowed to put six, when you allowed to put about three grade three into your soul and it gain power, this is basically gonna be one tough stride to beat down. And if they go into the strike, if they go into Legion next turn after you defended this, you are out of hand. It's going to be GG because Regalia is going to now force your hand more so than GG. they have before. It's going to be GG anyway, isn't it, Ash? If a if a good Regalia player has the has the perfect setup, they can potentially have the Legion hit up to 100k, no grade ones. That, that is that is impossible to block. That would, that oh, would but only grade ones. Why, well, but only grade ones. Yeah, you can but guard that now. It, it, yeah, no. but that, that's hard to do. Yeah, um, the Legion was yeah, no. part of three ones, and it gains a crit. Okay, and, but that if they could. Oh, sorry. Okay, well, the other thing is that they get a G guard too, which is uh, a Regalia G guard when it's placed on guard circle. She's one of your rear guards. If you have a card in your soul with the okay. same name as the thing is that okay, so it's kind of like it gets plus ten K shield. It's kind of like the mm -hmm. the Bermuda Triangle one a little bit, and this is. Sorry, it's not a Regalia, but it's a really good G-Guard. I think Genesis wins in terms of, like, good G-Guards, because one of them reloads your soul yeah. with whatever you want, and then this thing can, you know, pick the... Like, it, it's just amazing. Welcome back, Regalias, because I knew for the longest of time they got stale, and now this brings them back with fresh new style, and even that um, grade 
through that and this set is going to help them tremendously. You don't have to no longer try to get Minerva. You can play it with this. Oh, you could play with Minerva without the Legion. So either way, there are new way to play Genesis in this build. New ways to play Genesis. So we're, we're, we're getting kind of up here. What do you guys think of this set on the whole? Now that we've showed some of the cards to the listeners. A lot of people who play the other, like every other clan other than Genesis, basically are comp- they're saying that it's nice that it got support, but it could have been better. Like basically people are, are complaining that Genesis got most of uh, the good stuff with Revelation yeah. and Regalia stuff, while everyone else just basically got something similar to Scraps or Leftovers because their abilities are, the, abilities, the new abilities are nice, but they aren't what fix up critical problems or adds really nice new ver- uh, versatility to your toolkits. Yeah, I mean, well, Genesis kind of needed it. Okay, so in most of these, like, Bushiroad tournaments, uh, like, or OTT, which, as we mentioned in Episode 6 about uh, OTT, for the most part, kind of sucking at the moment, please hope they get better support. The uh, They have still won from time to time in these tournaments. They've topped, and Genesis, on the other hand, has not topped in any of these Bushiroad-sponsored regionals or anything like that. This can partially be attributed to the fact that they're not popular enough. Uh, oftentimes, you'll go to a regional and talk to some people, you'll see like maybe three people playing Genesis, but also, like a lot of the time, they didn't really have much consistency to them. And now with Dreaming Dragon and like a lot of these Regalia things and stuff like that, I think they're going to be definitely something to look out for during this regional coming up for us or you know wherever you are. Genesis didn't need something because I feel like they're not going to get any support anytime soon after this. I mean, if, so if, they needed. If if uh, if Shona keeps uh, being a thorn in uh, Shion's side, then he might. But I I think he I think that's going to happen from now on. I think Shion, but... uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's my rubble. Dang <laughs> it. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, Genesis. Let to be honest, they were stagnant, and now I see more people picking up Fenrir to, with Genesis, even with the Fenrir support was lacking. Mm-hmm. So yay to them. Dark regulars, they needed this. Yeah. I don't care what people say. They need something. Uh, Royal Paladin, awesome as always. They do get decent support and. And at, at, at least the, the brave stuff, which support. we needed. Bra- brave needed a, a, like a huge leg up, yeah. which. The... So this was the better triple R out of all of them. Amit, that blazing sword beat. Titus is the is the is the best out of all the other triple R's. Sorry, it's true. Neil Nectars, okay. Yeah. It was got, fine. got new uh more forms of vers- vers- uh, versatility for our bloom stuff. It's mainly mm-hmm. because before we would sort of have this weird three to four slot gap uh in basically our bloom builds that most that basically we would choose the I think it was like the Glim Breath clone for right. Asha or maybe a flower screen. It was one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. now, now we can actually run the other great two, the rare. Um, let's see, it was Sun, uh, it was Sunflower Maiden, uh, Lonnie. Basically, um, when, when her bloom effect activates, basically for each bloom unit you have, you choose, um, five other units that have Lonnie or, um, Sunflower, uh, no, Summer Heat Flower Maiden, uh, uh, Marjuka. And basically, they get ability for each one of your units with the bloom ability. It gets, it gets a... a 1,000 power. Okay. So, so yeah. Then we, go, then we go to Link Curve. Messiah, yeah, they needed something first turn stride. And that was actually pretty darn good. Grand Blue. Uh, their Omega Locking effects are also 
kind of nice from it's like a almost like a, it's almost like a nice bonus yeah, yeah. um so if, Grand blue it's fine i mean night rose you know, get some, you know, some good stuff. Seven C's got a couple cards that I'm super right. happy with. They give us more, like you know, versatility in how you play the deck. Um, I still think Seven C's remain the better build, at least for now. Hopefully, Idle Booster um, changes that. And with Pale Moon, most of the support went to Magia once uh, again. And um, I'm cool I don't with that. Mind. I'm good with that too. I play Nightmare Dolls, and I got those extra Nightmare Doll stuff. I was like, yeah, Nightmare Doll support represent. But I think this the only thing that I had the issue with, the G-Guard. And that's the only thing that I really got a little bit... I don't mind it's a double R and it has that ability. But I feel like, why didn't we get the 10k shield boost your old? That's the only thing. It's like, everybody else got a 10k shield. Yeah. Freaking... I don't know. I think here G-Guard is actually really... Other than a generic, I get plus 10k shield for jumping over a hoop. I think yours might be actually a little bit better. For a Magia build. Otherwise, you're playing... Yeah. If this thing only getting extra 5k, if it guards with a Magia in it, and if you're not playing Magia, you only sold charge 3. Silver Thorns, that bad. Nightmare Dolls, it can go either way. The whole reason why we play the way we do in that build is because we do selective soul charging, so you can actually hurt yourself if you play this card. This is why I still think Mega Trick... Friend, uh, Frontable is a better one out of this one still. It, I like that one way better still. I mean, it's selective, and uh, sometimes you can go, all right, put Prankster Girl Mirrorland in there, and then, you know, get the thing you want, and then you shuffle, because uh, the stuff goes to the bottom, so sometimes you'll put, like, two heels down there and get a mix it up. I it's better like than the Link Joker or G-Guard. Oh, yeah. The yeah. guard was... Yeah, yeah. Maxwell uh, and two two units and gets the ten k shield, so, which is actually pretty bad. So the only way I can uh, see that working is never. Um, you either gotta <laughs> ha- you either have to drop three heals, do two Maxwell to like lock a card, lock a card, and then use him to unlock two more. But like uh, otherwise, I can't really see it working aside from like what freeze right? No, and not even, not even freeze right. Um, you only, you don't ever want to do that with freeze rays because if you unlock your opponent's unit that you just locked. Which is probably a standard unit that you want to block attack of. Yeah. It's gonna unlock a stand. That's true. Forgot about that. So basically, to get mm-hmm. another attack in, which is mm-hmm. not a good situation. Dirty guard is only playable with the new Link Joker stuff, if at all. That's in the best case, and it's virtually unplayable in the Leers and Starvators. Yeah. Because you do not want your opponent unlocking their shit. Basically, you want to Omega lock their shit. Yeah. Although um. One thing I can see it working is I think there's a promo, like a Link Joker promo, where you can, when you dart with it, you lock one of your own things and it gets plus five, plus 5k shield, I think. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. 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 So it seems like yeah. it, it could work from there, but I don't know. Just you they, do not want that two guards in one turn. Yeah, they definitely got the short end of the stick. So if uh, Genesis won this set, who lost it? Because a lot of the stuff in here is... Okay, let's be honest. This set should not have this many clans. Yeah, they, yes. they spread themselves too thin, for sure. Like, for example, Grand Blue and Pale Moon could have been saved for Idol Booster. Maybe. Maybe. And then, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, in terms of, like, who lost, I gotta go with Grand Blue. I'll go with Link Joker. Or Link Joker. Yeah, because, like, Flagellet is probably the only good thing to come out of there that I can think mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I mean, they, they got uh, infinite support, but it was like, it seemed like they should have to focus on 
the keyword support in this set and not give anything else support. If they would just focus, if you're going to have this many clients, to focus on the keywords, that way you're not trying They're to really get spread this. really thin in terms of right. Joker support, and they spread themselves even thinner. I mean, it's nice right. that Starveyor, um, Infinites get support and Delirious get support, but it's almost like one sort of useful card at most. Right. And yeah, and that's pretty good. I think if they were to focus basically on on the Brave, on the Revelation, on Darkness, on Magia, Bloom, mm -hmm. and what Link Joker doesn't have a keyword. Well, it is Banished Delete, but everybody says that's yeah, not the official one. So, well, some, um, some, like people, the, the, some people say Lock, too. Lock, yeah. 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 That'll give it Lock. So if they were to focus on the Messiahs, let's go with that. And to focus on those, I think this set would have been actually really better. That way we get rid of all the cards we didn't need extra and got won't well, get rid of those and make the set a little bit more better. Right now, this whole set felt like back to the English set 17E and 16E when they are trying to put so many set into one. Well, because they, they were cramming like trial decks and stuff in there too. Yeah. Right, and they didn't have to do that. With this set, I was like, you guys really didn't need to put this many stuff. Gold Paladins, they're probably right next to Royal Paladin. They got really good stuff, but not great. Tamun and Neon Lecters, good support. But most of their support went to their keyword. And I was like, okay, that would mean you guys should not gave other cards that are support. Yeah, I feel like... Um... With the whole, with this whole system of doing tech boosters for like, oh, we haven't touched these in a while, let's give them support. I feel like that would be a good idea if they did something like, if they, you know, get, save the mainstream, like, you know, the keywords or Brave, all mal or, you know, Magia, stuff like that for the mainstream sets. And then for, you know, older archetypes, deleters, starvators, that kind of thing, they save those for... Things like idol booster, tech booster, that kind of thing, because like mm -hmm. it, I I think it would just be easier to like where they had like you know offshoots and stuff like that instead of trying to cram everything in there at once and when, when everybody's supported, no one is Batman. Considering, <laughs> and considering that last set when people did got their cards and stuff, it, the rarity was so off. So I'm gonna have to say for all those who are wanting to get this set, don't buy boxes, buy singles. Go for a sneak pick, because you are not going to get everything you need in boxes this time around. Yeah, usually yeah. what I end up doing, I, I don't go to sneak peeks anymore, because I have this problem where I get real... Okay, you, you remember when you were a kid, and you go to, like, a, like another kid's birthday party? And it's already, you're, mm -hmm. you're already, like, an hour or so late. Like, remember when you were a kid and, like, going to parties, showing up after the party started is weird? So you get there, and everything's already in motion. And you're like, what the fuck do I do for... It's like that. Um, mm -hmm. that's how I feel at Sneak Peeks, where, like, everyone's pulling stuff, I'm like, I want that, I want that thing over there, like, I, I just get too manic, I have to, I just stay off it, and then just go, you know, get my singles when the time comes. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I, I do think this set is kind of neat, and, uh, I, I think it's gonna change the game a lot, whether or not that's a good thing, because then I gotta study a bunch of stuff before the regional, and I'm probably gonna get curb stomped. Yeah, last time, last time you forgot, um, Mega Colony pretty much devoured you. Yeah. Last week. Wait, no, Mega Colony didn't kill me. Well, I know Mega Colony killed someone in our group because they didn't understand how it worked. That would be Matt. Matt got... Oh, no, no. Jared got killed. Jared? Jared. Jared. So, wait, have you met Jared? No. Okay, so Jared is a co-worker of mine who, uh, he used to play Magic, and to tell you the truth, I think he's a little lonely, but, uh... 
that's cool. He's a nice guy, but um, he offered to drive us to the Pomona Regional last year. And we before the regional started, I had Bloody Ogle break ride, and we we took him to a diner and taught him how to play Vanguard, like an hour before before the regional. And y- you know how like in the regional they have the mats that come with the table that like have what the triggers do and like basic yeah. instructions. So he was playing a like forty dollar deck, and he's reading this shit as he's playing against a guy with Revengers who spent like $200 and he and Jared beat him. <laughs> so I, I, I so wish I could have seen the guy's face because that guy was apparently not happy. So And I, I, he's coming with us again this year, so you should be able to meet him. Us need to be steady a lot of stuff. Cause I feel like oh, right yeah. now Mega Colony is topping, but we only get one regional out of the set and then our turn. Yeah. So we're going to have to be like, after during midterm, while doing while studying, we're gonna to have to be studying tests yeah. and all that stuff. So, so that was <laughs> I, I I think uh, part of the reason Megatron won the first time. Well, first off, uh, Amadeus is amazing, and there's a reason he's like forty dollars a thing. The a lot of the times, the reason Megatron wins whenever it does win is because people don't know how to play against it. There's a surprise factor there where people are like, "Oh yeah, when I call stuff, it gets rested." Damn it! Um, mm-hmm. It also takes a like it takes a lot of patience to play Mega Colony correctly. So kudos to the people <laughs> who do it because uh, I I I couldn't do it. Like I I made the deck twice over like the entire history of the game and just I can't sit there and grind them to death. I have I have to kill them. You know. Anyway, well I I guess that about wraps it up. If, unless you guys have any other words to say to the listeners. Mm. Oh, I don't think I have any. If well, anything, I'll see them next time when we're going to be talking about Gear Chronicles. Gear Chronicles. Eventually, we'll get around to that, because i I, I got to <laughs> wait when there's a... I would say wait until there's a lull in support, but that's probably going to happen when I get my balls chopped off randomly. So instead, we're going to... No. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think we're just going to, you know, kind of just say fuck it at some point and do it. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Ash's various podcasts. Uh, also, she has a series called Something Rather that I was on. Talked about Great Nature. That video should be up by pretty soon, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, and then Vanguard's of the Roundtable. Vanguard's of the Roundtable. Yeah. Thank you, Yeah. No association. All right. So uh, in, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Alvin. And I'm Ash. And have a good night, everyone. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusCore, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.